0: Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm JJ Hornblass, and welcome to On Air, the podcast of Air Cargo World. Since 1941, the leading magazine for the air freight industry. Uh, I'm the publisher of Air Cargo World, and I'm so pleased to to join Karen Livingston, who's the editor of Air Cargo World. Hi, Karen. Hi, JJ. Uh, This is the weekly wrap. Uh, for what's happening in Air Cargo for the week of July 13. And uh, before getting to our discussion, I want to thank our uh, sponsors, Alaska Airlines Cargo, American Airlines Cargo, Apex Logistics, Hawaiian Air, Incheon Southwest, and United Cargo. So thank you to our sponsors. It is July 17, 2020. Uh, there was a significant uh, aid package that was delivered to Swissport this week, Karen. Um, mm-hmm. And um, maybe you could first tell us a little bit about the aid that Swissport got uh, and why this is so significant. How how why Swissport is so significant to ground handling for the air cargo uh, space um, and uh, and what the uh, Uh, let's start there, Karen.
1: Yeah, so Swissport is, of course, a Swiss company, uh, but they do have a a pretty large US operation. And uh, the $170 million in aid funding they received uh, is from the US government uh, from an aid package uh, intended to support aviation during the COVID-19 pandemic and to avoid layoffs. so uh, this this aid that they've received uh, specifically will support their U.S. payroll, uh, <laughs> and uh, it is it is a pretty large package. Uh, they're not the only uh, they're definitely not the only uh, air cargo operator or aviation provider who who's received a package uh, like this. And some of the passenger airlines have received larger packages, but uh, on the air cargo side, this is pretty. Uh, pretty substantial. And that kind of reflects uh, the size of, you know, some of the larger ground handling operations. Um, so according to Swissport, about 10,000 of their employees were laid off globally uh, during the pandemic, with a, another uh, 40,000 temporarily furloughed. And so uh, they've since brought back about 5,000 of those employees. Uh, but this this aid package should uh should give some support to their, to their U.S. operations and hopefully, uh, prevent, uh, additional layoffs. Although they, they did tell us that, you know, a lot of that depends on the overall state of the industry, which is really, uh, difficult to, to predict what's going to happen at this stage.
0: I mean, the ground handling is so you're, you're not doing air cargo without ample ground handling services and they're, and Swissport is uh, is uh, I believe the largest uh, ground handler in the world.
1: Uh, yeah, they're certainly one of the largest. Uh, they're uh, they're definitely among the t- the top handlers. And yeah, you're you're right that uh, you know at every airport, if if an airline isn't handling their own cargo, then they need to hire someone to do that. And with Swissport having operations all all over the world, they have. Uh, I, I believe they had more than 60,000 employees uh, before the pandemic began.
0: So that, that really puts that 40,000 number of furloughed employees into perspective. Um, I mean, what, when you look at that number, I mean, what does that say to you about kind of layoffs throughout av- or the potential for layoffs throughout aviation? Uh, you know, that seems, it seems like a big number to me, Karen.
1: Yeah, uh, it certainly is. It's building up to a big number. Um, so a lot of the major carriers, including in the U.S., have have announced plans to initiate layoffs. Uh, many of those carriers have have also received aid that the bars them from laying off employees uh, for a certain amount of time. Uh, I think that is set to expire in October, which is when many of these airlines have said they will have to begin initiating layoffs if no additional uh, aid packages are, are extended. And um, kind of to that point, uh, Air Cargo World also this week, uh, alongside the, the Swiss port story, has launched uh, a larger industry layoff tracker. So, we, so we're looking to keep track of the overall layoffs in the industry, not just in the U.S., but, uh, but around the world. So certainly if you, uh, if, you, if you read that story, you can access the layoff tracker.
0: At aircargo.world.com,
1: right, exactly.
0: Um, the there was interesting news out of Airbridge Cargo um, that they had uh, secured a, a a charter arrangement to fly for Alibaba's logistics arm, um, and you know that was it's one route. It's the Hong Kong Madrid route that they're flying. And and of course, Airbridge is uh, a subsidiary of Volga-Dnepr Volga uh, of Russia. Sineo um, is you know they are they are um, pushing a lot of charter flights at this point. And uh, where do they rank, kind of globally in terms of consumption? of of charter flights i mean is this this 1260 charter flights for 2020 on behalf of alibaba this has got to rank among the 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 largest number uh, of charter flights for uh, one particular enterprise right karen
1: uh, I mean, it's definitely substantial. A lot of the charter flights that we've covered so far this year have been for the transport of personal protective equipment related to the pandemic. Um, but e-commerce has also seen a huge increase um, as people, you know, who aren't, aren't either aren't able, aren't allowed due to lockdowns, or aren't willing to go out to brick-and-mortar retail stores
0: mm-hmm. uh, or
1: shopping at home instead. And so uh, that seems to be what's driving... Uh, the, you know, the pretty extensive uh, charter arrangements that Sanyao is, is making right now uh, on behalf of Alibaba. Uh,
0: so you would, I mean, considering the the growth rate, I, I, I saw that there's a pretty significant growth rate at Alibaba, just like other e-commerce providers. I mean, w- would you think that the number of charters in 2020 are going to have to go up even uh, higher for Tainiao? Uh
1: I mean, it's really hard to say, especially as right now, uh, you know, typically now has its really large season around 11.11 and singles day shopping, which is uh,
0: fast approaching. Yeah, it's,
1: it's coming up and it's really not clear what that will look like. Um, of course, with, you know, the layoffs we just discussed, uh, people may be less willing to spend as much this holiday mm-hmm. season. But on the other hand, you know, people are wanting to support the economy. People are still needing to shop for things. And so it's it seems very possible that we'll continue to see these, um, you know, these charter flights maybe even accelerate uh, toward peak season.
0: Uh, are there other, uh, I mean, I, oh. Are there other uh, carriers that that are particularly oriented towards the eleven eleven Singles Day shopping spree as it is?
1: Well, uh, I mean, on that note, Volga Danubia Group is kind of the leader. Uh, this mm-hmm. uh, the arrangement with uh, Volga Danubia Group actually predates the pandemic. Uh, they signed a, an a, an agreement with Alibaba uh, back in December twenty eighteen. And so this this kind of arrangement, you know, has been in the works for a while, but certainly the pandemic has accelerated it substantially and really increased uh, the demand for um, for cross border cross border air freight shipments uh, on behalf of Signum.
0: Yeah, we also this week there was also news that uh, cargo capacity has grown in Latin America. Uh, Latin America has uh, how should we say this, Karen? has been the most har- the hardest hit region in the world uh, uh, vis-a-vis cargo um, and cargo traffic. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, so this seems like uh, the news of the greater capacity and sort of demand returning for passenger flights there uh, kind of all the more important, considering the, on- the potential for you know, the, these carriers that have declared bankruptcy. Uh, Am I reading that correctly? I mean, what, what is sort of the story behind this Latin America uh, situation?
1: Yeah. So Latin America and the airlines there as well, um, was hit uh, particularly hard by, you know, a lot of the lockdowns and the decrease in passenger traffic. Um, so far, uh, Latam Airlines Group, Avianca, and Aeromexico have all filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in the U.S. and, and plan to reorganize. And they've all said that they'll you know, continue operating these cargo flights and what passenger flights they can uh, during the reorganization. But uh, many of the countries are still under lockdown. Um, of course, the Americas have been hit pretty hard by the pandemic, and so a lot of travel restrictions uh, remain in place here in in Latin America, so uh, it is a a good sign that we're starting to see some increase in cargo capacity. Uh, some of the major American carriers are also you know they they had canceled uh, routes that they were operating to Latin America, and those are beginning to recover somewhat. And then with Latin cargo, they they've continued operating their uh, their freighter fleet as well,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but. Uh, Certainly, um, American carriers tend to operate fewer freighters outside of the the major integrators than in some regions like uh, Europe and the Middle East. So that's certainly had a, a pretty negative impact on operations in the region, and uh, you know the the demand is there, especially for for perishable shipments. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a big time for perishables, and you know in the Americas, summer is here, so. Hopefully we'll start to see some capacity returning beyond, you know, these early signs that it may be coming back.
0: So you think that, do you think that the lack of, you know, main deck freighters from the U.S. side of the equation kind of almost like bodes well for the Latin American carriers that this might be kind of a way to bootstrap them out of this, this particularly bad situation?
1: Uh, it's certainly a benefit to those carriers that you know that that do have freighters they can operate but also a lot of you know the Latin American carriers and the North American carriers have been operating the passenger freighters so passenger planes and cargo only service so, but of course that's not as economically uh, advantageous as a as a full freighter operation so uh, it should benefit those carriers and I believe it has been, but the passenger, the passenger impact has really had a negative, you know, negative side to that.
0: Right. Okay. So Karen, what are you, uh, what are you uh, working on for next week?
1: Well, next week, uh, we have the publication of, of two feature stories planned. So, uh, I think first up we'll have a look at how, uh, Customs and regulatory issues have been uh, affecting the shipment of personal protective equipment from China. Uh, it's it's had you know some pretty substantial effects on some of the shipments and has contributed to kind of the slow uh, distribution of PPE in some cases. Uh, and then we'll also take a look at how the pandemic is is impacting e-commerce, which of course, as you know, as we kind of mentioned earlier in the in the Alibaba story. Uh, people staying at home has, you know, they still want to shop. And so
0: Really, uh, I haven't noticed chain, from my home.
1: <laughs> yeah, the supply chain has really shifted. Uh, there's been a big shift in uh, from, you know, a much larger share of, of B2B shipments are now moving B2C. And that that has a whole host of implications for the supply chain.
0: Yeah, yeah. I You also have, uh, you know, with everyone working from home, there's a certain amount of you know, business uh, supplies that are kind of now going to uh, residential offices, as it were. So there's there's also that. All right. So we're looking forward to that. Thanks, Karen. Uh, and I want to thank everyone for uh, joining us uh, um, at, on the On Air podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So please uh, be sure to rate Rate us uh, on whatever podcast uh, platform you use. And as always, please uh, visit us uh, at aircargoworld.com, where we'll have a whole host of uh, good information and insights available to you. Uh, Again, thanks, everyone, for, for joining us. And we'll see you next time.